0: Hello and welcome back to AusBiz, Australia's only live streaming finance and business news network. I'm Andrew Page. It's 12 o'clock, which means it is time once again for the call. 10 different stocks picked by you, our viewers, and two experts to go through them. It's Thursday, the 7th of January, and I'm Andrew Page, as I said. Now, today we've got two very smart cookies in to address your question. Joining me in studio is Gary Glover from Novus Capital. Gary, great to see you. Thanks, Andrew. And very shortly, I'm promised, we'll be joined by David Novak, too, from Wealthwise Education. He's just been held up just a smidge. But uh, Gary, until uh, David joins us, I thought we would talk about our stock of the day. And today, Godham and I thought we might talk a bit about Atomos. The code there is AMS. These guys produce video equipment, and they've come up on the show before, they've come out to the market today with a really encouraging update. In fact, uh, they're going to exceed their uh, earlier guidance. They're now saying that first half sales are going to come in at about $32.6 million. Also calling for EBITDA and cash flow positivity in the first half, which is something that the market always likes to see. Let's start bigger picture first. What do you think of Atomus in general?
1: Yeah, so obviously heading in the right direction there. So I guess, um, yeah, I think that's actually not so much the revenue line, because a lot of companies are, you know, in this sort of space are recording some good revenue growth. But I think the, you know, getting into positive EBIT is probably the biggest plus there, because there's so yeah. many companies aren't there. So, um, so think I think that's probably the most uh, important thing there. It's just the the question here is that uh, obviously great sector, video equipment. So it's, it's more the hardware. Um, so you think there should be continue to grow. Management seem pretty confident that that sort of positive trend will continue. But, you know, will it be lumpy? Will it be, will, will the growth continue on? Because, you know, we're talking about, you know, like a lot of the hardware which comes out. So at the moment, mm. it's definitely a, a bigger move towards video content. Obviously, you know, things like Zoom and stuff have really taken off. So yep. um, this is all about maybe professionally, professionals producing that sort of professional video sort of content. So yep. it's the bigger sort of purchases. So it's probably going to be a bit lumpier. But yeah, so look, I think it's pretty encouraging there. The only thing I will say is that I think, what are we, 235 mil market cap now, so we're getting to a reasonable sort of scale here. And and the price has had a pretty good move as well. The share price has Mm -hmm. run pretty hot, so might be sort of pricing in some of this good news here. So yeah, just it was about, only $0.40 cents back in yeah. March. So it's
0: probably an unfair baseline given what, what did happen in yeah. March. But even back in October or so, it was $0.60 cents and now, what, $1.10 or yeah, so? Yeah,
1: so we've had a big move here. So we just probably, we, we may have priced in, you know, uh, some or a lot of this sort of growth here. So, um, and we've also just broke into a new high today as well. So I personally don't like buying stocks when they sort of, um, you know, rally to new highs. I'd rather sort of Mm. Wait for them to sort of cool off, retreat, have a bit of a consolidation, and then you know, and then add. Then, so I think it looks pretty interesting here. Just not sure this is the right price to be jumping in here, I guess. So, um, but interesting stock, gonna have some lumpy sort of uh, reporting, I think. So, um, but yeah, it looks looks encouraging.
0: I've got to admit, it it does interest me a lot. I think one of the things I It's really important to understand like uh, in a business like this, or frankly any business, but particularly a business like this, is the unit economics. It's always lovely when a business tips into profitability. You pass that inflection point. And for any business that has any ability to scale and has got nice top-line growth, the bottom-line growth can be fantastic. But as you said, this is more physical stuff. This is not an online SaaS kind of business. So I think that, for investors, would be something to really drill into.
1: I think your big corporates, too, have... um sort of subbed this out previously. So they've used professional video groups to actually come in and record professional video content. Yeah. So this is about, you know, making it easier. Um, and then each each of those, you know, companies maybe buying some of their own hardware and starting to do it inside. And and also maybe these other companies that do, you know, uh, produce professional content, they probably buy equipment as well. So yeah. so you'd think there should be reasonable growth for this sort of segment, just where they get more competitors, but Definitely, just as obviously, to me, it's just there's a massive movement there right now. Is that trend going to continue? You, you think it will, but I'm not sure if it's going to be at the same growth level. That's the, probably you know, the key here. Yeah, so it, it is. Yeah. It is so
0: important. I think another thing yeah. I'd encourage uh, any viewers who are interested in this stock too is actually really get to the coal face here. Understand. You know what are the exact products here? Why are they better than alternatives out there? We, as you mentioned, this is a yeah. competitive space. There's a lot of people producing this, yeah. a lot of big North American companies with much bigger scale, a much longer history. Yeah. As I understand it, Tomos and people who know the stock better than me might, might be shaking their fist at the screen right now. I think they do have some... Features that sort of make them stand apart, but that's something that I, I think would be really, really important to drill into. Yeah, uh, you know, it's the old Peter Lynch. You know, go down to the actual store, yeah. kick the tires, understand it from that customer perspective before you even think about investing a dollar. Yeah, in the so it's not
1: the software; it's the hardware side here. So that yeah. that's probably harder to um, to advance on as well. So software can be pretty updated pretty quickly, whereas hardware is probably bigger steps, um, takes longer to sort of bring something in. So that's probably the good news for, you know, Thomas. So, yeah. All
0: right. Well, let's get into our uh, 10 stocks as suggested by our viewers. And the first one, Gary, that we're going to tackle today is from Chris. And this is one that I think any income investor who's been around for a while will very much be aware of. It's Transurban. TCL is the code. Chris wants to know, is this a buy, sell or a hold?
1: Tricky question here. So massive market cap so 36 billion market cap the, the yield currently is only about 2.3 percent so mm. the yield is definitely off but that that's a result of the toll roads obviously um, being sort of um, hamstrung at the moment because uh, the, the numbers aren't there so that yield will probably be closer to double once we go back to normal it's just the yeah. question is how how long till we go back to normal um, and um, and will we see the same volumes on the road as well so if, you know, everyone sort of you know feels that we are going to sort of, once the virus is gone, mm. um, the shift may not be the same as it was. So potentially, maybe there'll be less numbers on the road, but maybe somewhere in between now and, and previously. Um, so just there's a big question mark there. I noticed they sort of sold half of one of their, their toll rides there just to sort of pay down a bit of debt, get mm. the balance sheet in a better place here. Yeah. But and they do
0: have a fair bit of debt.
1: Yeah, that's yep. right. So, um, look, it's, I think it's, um, I looked at the technical picture here, it looks like it wants to go lower to me. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm most, the brokers are pretty spread. I thought the broker values, everything is sort of from $14 to fifteen ninety. So, there's quite a bit of disparity between some of the broking um, valuations here. So, yep. yeah. So, look, I, I thought maybe it might be sort of heading back towards under $13 there. And I noticed that, um, the 2017, 2018 high was around that 1280, sort of just, just under $13. So I thought if it really came back to that level, that would probably be uh, prob- probably a juicier level to enter. So I think under $13 is probably going to be the, that's probably a level I'll probably look at it. Yeah. Do you
0: think it's, it's interesting, I guess we mentioned this on the show yesterday, context is everything. And we, we should, I guess, preface a lot of our answers with where we're coming from. The way a trader might approach something is very different to the way an investor might focus something is might be very different to someone who's in the pension phase with their superannuation versus someone who's who's 20 so just to sort of play devil's advocate for someone who's a very long-term investor who can look past a lot of this kind of stuff and you think well here you've got these i mean we talk about moats quite a bit on the show it's like it's very hard for me to build a highway next to an existing toll road so they've got these wonderful geographic moats in place they've got these wonderful contractual uh, abilities to increase the tolls, uh, and which they do uh, relentlessly, yes. as anyone who drives on any of these roads mm. roads know, um, and, and they tend to be very savvy allocators of capital. I mentioned the debt before too, and while that is high, it's probably one of those ones where it's never too much of a problem. We saw this in the GFC in yeah. fact, because people are very happy to lend to very strongly asset-backed kind of entities that have very reliable cash flows. Again, I'm doing a leading question here, Gary, yeah. but do you think, does that does that shift it from someone who might be looking at this from a five to 10-year type perspective?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think, um, look, if you look longer term, yeah, there's obviously going to be some value here, but th- there are some headwinds as well. So, and it's about how long these headwinds sort of last, Andrew. So, um, some people are thinking, oh, we're going to be returning back to normal, you know, very soon here, but the reality is it might take a lot longer to return back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you're bleeding a bit of money here, and your debt's pretty high, then, then you're not going to be returns there. And we've already seen the dividends basically being cut in half. Yep. So, um, something like the banks here have been, you know, APRA's told them to hold back the dividend, but then now we'll probably loosen up and then pay it back. Whereas yep. the toll roads here, maybe it's going to be another 12 months before we see a return back to, you know, higher dividends. So, you just might have a... A lower rate here for extended periods so that makes it a bit less attractive if you're looking for yield so um, but yeah I, look, I think it's look I, I, I sort of think under $13 here pro- probably looking more interesting but okay. you're probably going to struggle for yield in the next 12 months maybe 2022 maybe we'll sort of start to see yield here if things start to get uh, more normalized
0: okay yeah some different um, yeah. Some, some good perspective there as well so uh, an interesting but not yet uh, from Gary, David. Yay. Hey, hey, good to see you. How are good you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. We made it, um, We're gonna we're gonna have to uh, do this one pretty quickly, just in the sure. interest of time. But we've been chatting toll roads. We've been yes. chatting transurban. Yes. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Down. Thumbs uh, down. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm concerned about
2: bond yields. Uh, uh-huh. We saw the ten year treasuries rise about one percent. That's going to be the what the market to watch. So rising yield will not be positive for Transurban, plus the strong Aussie dollar as well.
0: Let me just pick into that a minute. So when you when you're getting higher yields, it's less attractive the yes. yield that they're offering. So it's just the market's two- not going to be prepared to pay as much for
2: Exa- it. exactly. And th- look, this is what's you know what's what's um, you know when you look at the the valuation out there, you know with zero interest rates. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, you're getting some crazy stuff, Mm -hmm. crazy valuation. So, you know, to me, I would not be, the trend is not positive as well. If it Mm -hmm. breaks that support, uh, look out below. So this one for me is definitely a thumbs down.
0: I'm going to just one, we're going to backtrack one very quick second as well, Stock of the Day was a Tomos. Yes. Was that something that uh, you think is interesting or not?
2: Uh, well I looked at their financials briefly, I, unless there was, an, there must have been some kind of announcement this morning. They have uh,
0: upgraded their profit guidance for the first half, okay. so exceeded expectations, talking about being cash flow positive yeah. in the first half. But they
2: haven't been profitable at all up no, to, to now. now. No, not to now. So yep. you know, you're, you're talking of a market cap of $235 million, mm-hmm. negative earnings, the first upgrade, yep. and the stock jumps 11%. Um, no, no, thanks. I, okay. I can find better value.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, that brings us back up to speed. I, I'm going to stay with you, uh, David. Um, let's talk Appen. Now, this is one of these uh, super sexy stocks. Uh, yeah. Back back when uh, you know tech was was all the focus. It's still trading at a P of 50, but it really hasn't done as well as a lot of its contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, all about uh, AI, of course, and, and trading up, training up those algorithms. Is this an opportunity for long-term investors with a weaker share price or is there a good reason that shares are down?
2: Well, out of the tech, in the tech sector, I like this one quite a bit. Yep. I don't like the trend at the moment. So, that, you know, you don't try and catch a falling knife is, is what I've discovered over 35 years. Um, and that's, at the moment, the trend is not your friend. So that's the thing that just goes against it. Um, I, I, do, I do like the fact that they're in the AI space and they make money, you know? <laughs> which is- That's nice, yeah. yeah <laughs> in the tech sector unlike some other companies that we, we don't need to mention. But, uh, you know, so look, I'm not adverse to this one. I think um, I'm just the the trend is, as I said, not your friend at the moment. So I'd be waiting to see a bit of a turnaround here first before. Mm-hmm. But I would have this on my watch list, no doubt about it. And I, I like the financials. And like I said, they're, they're making money um, and they seem to be in the right space. AI, I, mm-hmm. I think that's the, the growth sector. So uh, at this stage, price is a problem as well. Still an issue for me, mm. uh, going on valuation. But look, yeah, wait, keep this on your watch list is my view. It's a hold.
0: So I so, so hold at this point in time. Let me just pick into that a little bit. So you, you want to see the, the price moving favorably. Yeah. How much does it have to move and over what period? Like uh, put some bones on, some flesh around these bones. Like, you know, do, 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 if we saw a, a, a week of consecutive gains, is that enough to sort of validate it? Or how do you, how does a practically, how do we approach that?
2: Well, Gary will appreciate this as well from a technical perspective, you know, look, I've got entry rules uh, developed over many years, over 20 years on a technical chart. So what I'm looking for is obviously, you know, you know, if if it's an uptrend, it's got higher highs, higher lows, Mm -hmm. high Mm -hmm. peaks, higher troughs. If it's going down, it's got lower peaks, lower troughs like, like Appen's got right now. However, uh, what I'm looking for, you focus on the daily chart. Mm -hmm. There's the daily and the weekly chart. The weekly chart is your big picture. Mm -hmm. The daily chart, that's where you're looking for your entry. Mm -hmm. So what I want to see is, you know, there's a level one to four entry I've got. One is the lowest risk. Four is is starting to give you the entry, which means it's giving you the first higher high, higher low. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So until I see that on the chart of the daily, that'll be my first entry. Now that could just be a matter of, a number of days, mm-hmm. and that'll be the beginning of, of an uptrend, okay. but, I, but that's not
1: evident right now. Oh
0: man, I've, I feel as though I'm, I'm picking at something that we could dive into for new, over the next six months, but I'll resist that temptation. Gary, what do you think about Appen?
1: Yeah, no, David's right here. I mean, the price action is pretty negative. So if you, if you actually go back and look at the stock there, go back a month or maybe six weeks ago, it was sort of caught in a range between 32 and $36, and that was a pretty strong trading band. And I think um, last time I was on here, I thought, okay, if it breaks out of that band, the stock's going to have a decent move. You don't want to be on the wrong side of that, or if, you, if it breaks on the upside, then you want to go with it. But we've broken through 32, and the stock really hasn't looked back, and it's gone a lot lower from there. So, and Dave's right, the, I mean, we've still got a market cap here close to $3 billion. The PE's up around the 60-plus, so there's still uh, pretty, pretty mm. heavy valuations there. Yeah. Um, the two weeks where it tried to rally, there was no volume in there. All the, all the weeks, all the heading down were on under very high volume. So really some strong aggressive selling. So to me, there's no reason why this can't come back to $16. It can't, it potentially could uh, could go a lot lower here. So there's no reason to be jumping in here at the moment. And Dave's right, you've sort of got to be wait to, you know, wait to sort of see some positive sort of price action there. But mm. so far, the price action is very negative. So okay. um, yes, it's a good company valuation is a little high. um, But um, these are the sort of stocks that markets do love to sort of get involved Mm -hmm. when they're heading the right direction. So I think it's for me just to sit back and watch this one here. But Mm. there's there's no reason why this can't come back quite a bit further. So Mm. um, yeah, so far, the price action is just pretty negative to me. So just I'll just be sitting back.
0: Okay, fair enough. Let's turn our attention to a classifieds business uh, that operates in like, very remote parts of the world, relative to what we're uh, used to speaking of, and I'm speaking here, of course, about Frontier Digital Ventures. Will's written in the code here for those playing along at home is FDV. This one's come up a few times on the show, Gary. What do you think of it?
1: Yeah, so this is the opposite to actually Appen. So similar sort of valuation, that the PE is around that 60 odd mark, um, but momentum is pretty bullish here. So um, I know, look, online classifies emerging markets, so it's it's. Basically, like the property and automotive, so it's, it's sort of like the REA and car sales of emerging markets. Yeah. So great segments, but some risk here in that um, those markets aren't quite faring as well um, in COVID times. There, so that's the risk there. But look, so far the, the the growth there so far has been pretty impressive. The price action is even more impressive. So um, I actually looked at this actually started this week here on the daily because they're just. I just saw a, a price trigger which was pretty positive and so oftentimes when I see a market sort of pull back, get narrower and narrow. so each pull back gets shorter and shorter and then we break up to a new high um, and under good volume that's when you normally get follow through so we've had that here but the only negative for me was that they did raise close to 100 million um, at 125 not that long ago mm. and there was a bit of selling after that raise so there was mm-hmm. definitely some profit taking. Um, but most of that was in stow money raised at 125. So, uh, good reason for maybe why they're taking some money off the top. Mm. But that was the only negative I saw when I just, just that last sell down, there was a bit of volume in that. So, that made me a little cautious about this move here. But the price action is pretty positive, but uh, valuations is high. Yeah.
0: We just need, we need, uh, I wouldn't we need buy those here things to line cause up, cause don't we? In, and they yeah, haven't yeah, on, on yeah. the stock so far. But three so, or four days so ago, it looked
1: more interesting. So, because yeah. um, we're sort of, just breaking above the old high. Now we've gone, we've, we've basically gone above the all-time high now. So, okay. if, yeah. So the last three or four days, I've had some big moves.
2: All
0: right. So yeah. not yet, um, David.
2: Yeah. Look, I'm very much in the same view with uh, Gary on this one. I mean, as he said, there was a capital raising back in October, about 100 million at a What was interesting is the huge the amount of volume. I mean, it was at a dollar 49, dollar 50. And there's massive selling, of course, for those who are entitled to the rights, why wouldn't you sell at $1.49 to $1.50? $1 and, and as you can see, that dip in between those two peaks there was where the selling was. It was big volume down to $1.25, which is the, the rights issue price. And then you can see it rallying. But here's the problem I've got. It's rallying on low volume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, there is momentum behind this. So if you're, if you're lucky enough to have bought this stock at lower levels, you'd hold. Uh, but I'm like Gary. I would not be rushing to buy this one. Just on you know valuation. Look, they're, they're yeah, they're really getting into um, becoming a, what they call a leader, leading global operator of online market businesses. So mm-hmm. property portals, you know, automotive like car sales. It's like replicating real Like they've got this business uh, in Pakistan, Zameen. You know uh, now. Their idea is to, you know, IPO these businesses um, and increase their shareholding, and then at some point, some point monetize them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, the goal. So they haven't made any money mm-hmm. yeah. yet in terms of profit, but that's the bet you're taking: is the management are going to fulfill on mm-hmm. and execute the strategy? And you know, they they're diversifying in Colombia, you know, mm-hmm. Bolivia. Yeah. Uh, West Africa.
1: Mm. It's ri- it's kind of risky but sexy as well. Isn't it? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And then, you know some of these places they've got you know like Colombia. What's a fifty one million population or something? But you know you've got to look at the national income and they're looking at the GDP growth and so it's an interesting one. Mm. Um, but at this price, um, you know, you, you're buying into that future prospect and so again, if you've got it, hold it. Uh, but if you haven't, wait. I would be holding and looking for any pullback. As a possible opportunity, but evaluation again—it's five hundred million. Val. Mm, mm. uh, so again, yeah. So not for my money at this stage, but it's an interesting one. I gotta
0: say. Okay, there you go, Will. Some—it's uh, it's like with all the stocks we've chatted about so far. It's not as though anyone hates them, but we just can't get enough of our ducks lined up to to pull that buy trigger. Maybe it'll be different with this one, David Temple and Webster. Oh, uh, well. Matt wants to know. Now this has been very much a twenty twenty stock, I guess. What, Matt wants to know, is it going to be a 2021 stock?
2: Oh, look, not for my money, again, this is, uh, look, there's, there's a lot of hype in this online sector with uh, Kogan and etc. cetera, and, and Kogan's a little bit different, of course, it's a little bit more, it's more diversified, um, so I'd favor Kogan over this one. Mm-hmm. But Temple and Webster, I mean, look, everybody, no one's been going overseas, they've been spending money on, you know, renovations, renos, and white goods, and, you know, this is the area that Temple and Webster are in. But like the PE, um, if I read this right, is over a hundred times, um, you know, I think uh,
0: you're reading it right.
1: Yeah. yeah I, yeah. I had around 95. So it's, we're, but, we're yeah, pretty I'd close. Split the <laughs> we're, we're in the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Let's split the difference. <laughs>
2: you know, 1.4 billion market cap, um, look, if you've got it, you'd hold it. It's a positive trend at the moment, but it's just too rich on uh, pricing um, and you know, yeah, as long as the consumer keeps buying, but you're paying a very rich price up here for a um, retail online stock. Look in at a that specific chart. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's been on. Look at that. Th- that was the March lows. Look at that. Mm. I mean, you know, who would have thought, in a pandemic lockdown situation, that these online retailers, like Kogan and Temple and Webster mm. and others, and Harvey Norman. I like Harvey Norman, and yeah. you know, myself, but. You know, there's better value there, and they pay a dividend. I don't think this company this company doesn't pay, hasn't paid a dividend from what I can see. No.
0: No, not that not that I can see. Either. Okay, yeah, so yeah. no, so so no. Gary, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I, I think David makes some excellent points. And by the way, I've got no shares, no vested interest here, so it is pure de- devil's advocate. I just brought up the forecasts here. So 13 cents per share in 2020, looking at 21 cents in 2021, and 30 cents the year after. near enough. Is that something that? got to factor in, assuming, of course, the forecasts are right. You, sometimes you have to take a very big grain of salt there. But I guess that, that PE drops very rapidly if that growth comes through.
1: Yeah, so you obviously, you know, with high PEs, you need the high growth. So that's, that's the reason why they're there. So it all comes sort of, um, you know, it's, it's hard to look at PE sometimes when you get a growth company like, you know, like these companies there. Sometimes the PE doesn't matter so much, but they, they can get a little crazy. And, um, and when everyone sort of floods into them, it's, um, you know, so I, I do think it's a little pricey. I agree with Dave, I think around 1.4 uh, billion market cap is pretty uh, substantial. So the revenue is 176 mil the last year. So they've, uh, they're already forecasting a growth in that. So, and that was, that was up 74% on the previous year. So um, it's got a fair, a fair amount of growth here. Mm. The thing I find interesting is if you actually look at my deal, NYD, which is a newly listed company. It just did 30 mil in revenue in, in November. Um, it's already done 105 mil in revenue for the last five months. Um, so that's pretty similar. That's actually probably above last year's full year for Temple and Webster, so they only did 176 for the year. My deals is maybe around that, close to around you know, 105 for five months, puts you around at least over 200 mil. That's only got a market cap of 340 mil. Mm. So that's about a quarter of mm. the valuation of Temple Webster. So I know Temple Webster have probably got a few more runs on the board. Mm. They're a little bit more um, advanced there. But my deal's been around for a while. Mm. It's got their the growth actually isn't that far behind. And the, the thing I love about my deal is 68% mm. of the shareholding is held by insiders. Mm. So there's only 32%. Usually a pretty good sign. So if you read, yeah. you know, if you've ever read um, Monster Stocks by John Boick or um, William O'Neill. You know, all about monster stocks have certain characteristics. Yeah, that
0: That was about Monster the Beverage Company in that way. Yeah, lots of of sort
1: of stocks in there, but just sort of you want to sort of see like probably the margins. You know, I think um, Temple and Webster are sort of just above 15%. Yeah. So you might want to see higher margin, but I think in terms of all the other metrics, pretty strong sort of meets a lot of the sort of um, really, you know, fast moving sort of growth stocks. So Mm. I, when I do the numbers there, my deal looks really cheap compared to Templemosa. So, yeah. is temple so expensive? I think it is. Is my deal a little bit undervalued? Maybe it is here. So okay. that's the new. Got to 220 in the first day, mm. pull back to around dollar dollar ten, and it's just starting to wind up a little bit here. But oh. I, yeah, what, it looks, what, what yeah.
2: was the prospectus price on this? What was one dollar? One dollar. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we've sort
1: of come back to the prospective price. So this yeah. is the other thing I like to. If you look at IPOs. A lot of them come on hot. They get really hot mm. in the early days, pretty, pretty fluffy, and then all of a sudden, maybe some some of the news dries up. They tend to sort of wind back a little bit, come back near their issue price, or even come back under sometimes, mm-hmm. and then th- the good ones cl- start climbing slowly from there. Yeah. Mm. So, I, I think this is pretty interesting, actually. Okay. So um, yeah. Um, all right, well,
0: let's, let's go for something that uh, stocks that are growing to stocks that are not growing, at least in terms of their earnings. Uh, Marco wants to know about Asaleo Care. These guys do uh, tissue paper, personal care products and the like. I had a quick look at the, the earnings per share chart recently, it's just the it's staircase facing downwards. Um, David, is that something to worry about, or is this the turnaround that will turn around? Well, they just had a big jump in
2: middle of December. Did you see that? You know, it's yeah. gone from just a little over a dollar to almost a dollar forty. So, nearly a forty percent jump in a couple of weeks or three weeks. Um, I don't know. Obviously, there's uh, must have been an update. I haven't
1: caught on. Text there's, t- a, there's a takeover offer. Um, uh, ah. one one twenty six a share. So, I mean, so it looks like um, a takeover. It's un- unsolicited. So right. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean the, the PE is twenty-two days, so it's yeah, you know, so uh, it's pretty for a, for a pretty uh, standard, boring sort of business. You know, we're talking about you know, sor- sorbent, you know, handy sort of personal care tissues, hygiene. It's it's just a pretty flat sort of stable business. I think it's a great uh,
2: premium to sell it. Uh, it's th- you yeah, know based on that. Look, yeah, the, and there's uh, there's only three brokers here that cover it by the looks of yeah. it. And they've got they you know the highest forecast was uh, anywhere between a. You know, a dollar fifty to as low as a dollar ten. Yeah. So it's in that, it's above trading above the medium, a dollar thirty. So, yeah, look, take the money and run. So I think
1: in the last month there, so you've had like I think tenth of December was the, was the takeover offer at one mm. twenty six, and then oh, a week later or ten days later, they've uh, they bought a business for a twelve and a half mil. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there's th- a few things happening there, but yeah, I think I agree with Dave. I think the prices uh, yeah. it's up here. I think there's, you've got. On that valuation there you've sort of got you know we sort of link that people can walk away from these deals so. i was just
0: about to act yeah. so i brought up the uh, announcement here and there's a couple yeah. words that are very interesting yeah. when you hear a takeover announcement and the, and the words i think that are probably interesting here are unsolicited indicative conditional non-binding yeah. yes. <laughs> which which basically means we're interested you know we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll take you out for a drink but that's about as far as we're committing to it yeah. at this point in stage and as you said with link yeah. when when or if it doesn't go through yeah. There's usually only one way the stock goes. I'm big
1: oh, right. believer. If you've sort of got a takeover offer, and it trades above that offer, like five, ten percent above that offer, you just take the money straight away. Because I know sort of Rifkin used to say, yeah, you wait for the second bid," but mm. doesn't you know it doesn't sort of come as often as nowadays. Yeah. And and we do see a lot of cases where they walk away. So yeah. um, so if you if you trade above the offer. I reckon yeah, three or four percent, five percent above the offer, I'd, I'd be straight out every time.
0: To my mind, it just—it mm-hmm. seems like that the the person who plays that is, is is outright gambling. We we try and like make a make informed guesses around a very. Yeah. You at that point, you're basically saying it doesn't really matter anything about the business. I just think someone else will make a higher bid. Now, unless you've got inside information, yeah. that is that is a which is illegal. Yeah, you you're, you're making a complete roll of the dice mm. there, yeah. which yeah. which is if that's what you want to do. I guess just be aware of what, what yeah. you are doing if, if, if you are playing that game. Let's do a quick recap because we are halfway through our list of stocks for today. We st- and I'm, um, I've got to say, it's been thumbs down across the board here, and, and the guys in furious agreement pretty much on every stock. We started with Transurban. Uh, a lot of nice things to say here. David um, very sensibly raising the potential for rising interest rates it was not going to be good for these pseudo bond kind of plays. So that was no. Uh, and Gary, I believe you were saying it's more interesting under about 13 bucks or so. Uh, Appen, again, a very interesting company. Uh, in fact, David basically saying that. Uh, very, very big fan of the business. The fact that it's actually got got uh, profits is nice, but that price action is not there. The trend is not your friend. Uh, so that was that was two thumbs down. We then spoke of Frontier Digital Ventures. These are uh, online digital marketplaces in places like Colombia and Pakistan. Wonderful business if you get it right. Uh, we know how, how attractive the economics can be if you get it right, but it is a higher risk play. They are still unprofitable. It is a bet on management's ability to educate, uh, execute, I should say. And on top of all of that, you're paying a pretty lofty price according to our experts. So that's two thumbs down as as well. We then talked about uh, the drop shipping uh, powerhouse that is Temple and Webster, which just had, as we saw before on the chart, a phenomenal run in 2020. Yes, there's some very strong growth expected in the coming years, but man, are you paying for that? So as far as David and and Gary were concerned, that's two uh, thumbs down as well. And then we spoke about uh, tissue products, and this is really not so much about the business at this point in time, this is very much a view on what you think is going to happen with a, a non-binding unsolicited indicative takeover offer it may or may not come through we may or may not see another bid we just don't know at this stage and that's just way too spicy for our two experts so before we get to the back half of the show let's talk a bit about the portfolio that we run uh, here at the core we've been doing that since July 1 as you know if we get two thumbs up we will add a stock to that portfolio if we get anything but we will kick it out. So let's check in on exactly how we have been performing. For the week, we have tipped into the red. We are pretty much flat for the month, but financial year to date, we're still hovering around that 24% mark or so. So that's been a wonderful return. How have things changed? Well, we heard earlier in the week just how fantastic uh, Nick Scarley's results have been recently. And that was enough to... Uh, get that tipped into the portfolio when we discussed it on the show. A2 Milk, Illumina, Viva Energy and CSL added in in prior weeks. We haven't added anything um, fresh in for a little while except for Nick Scarly there. What about stocks that have been removed? And in fact, I don't have my list in front of me, but to save the day, we do have a website, uh, ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. That's basically gonna list to you all the additions and all of the removals uh, on that portfolio so if you want to follow along at home um, make sure you check it out I always like to say if you're after it, some idea generators uh, I think that's a great place to look all right let's move if we uh, can did
2: you want to add something yeah yeah just noticed in those ones that I added there's some couple of bottom fishing there and A2
0: Milk and CSL you can see it. this you know. is what makes it this is you're going to lure me into a, a, a debate here this is what makes the, the portfolio so fascinating because yeah. we have a wide variety we, there's, there's a, it's a broad church here with our expert panel. We have different experts with different takes and different philosophies, and that mm. um, so we, we get things added in that other guests wouldn't. So there is something to be said about what stocks come up with with, with what experts.
2: Yeah, because I've been asked about the both those stocks a few months ago, and I said avoid. Yep. Because just because of the trend. Yeah. Not because of the you know bad businesses, just because of the trend, the sentiment, and they've gone lower since then. Especially A2 Milk has got really hammered. And and, and CSL got hammered yesterday. Haven't looked at it today. Obviously, it's bounced a little bit, but that got hammered yesterday. So you look again. It comes back to what I've discovered over 30 years in the markets: is don't fight the trend and the sentiment. I mean, when it's going up in your favour, go for it. Mm-hmm. Like after pay, you know, you can justify the price if you like. I can't, but you know, people are willing to speculate and go with it. Yeah. So. Don't fight the trend on that. But equally, when it's going down, even though, you know, CSL is a fantastic business and I've heard it's almost un-Australian to not own it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, only if you're prepared to lose money, depends on when you bought. How far yeah. does
0: your patriotism depends, extend? I
2: yeah, suppose, how far does your patriotism and, w- and when did you buy? Right, you know? right. So to me, you've got to always have a stop loss and uh, know when to exit. Right. Well,
0: the beauty is, David, if these stocks come up when you're on, you do have the chance to tip them out. In fact, as I said before, it doesn't have to be two thumbs down. One, one person alone can kick a stock out, so you might get a chance to, uh, to correct those uh, perceived injustices. Right. Um, in fact, for the rest of the show, though, you won't, unfortunately, because the stocks we're going to talk about are not yet in the portfolio. But perhaps on the reverse side, we can tip something in. I'll stay with you, David. Simic yes. Group. Julian yep. wants to know... Shares, really not, they move around a lot, let's say that, but I think they're roughly around where they were five years ago. Is this yeah. something that you, and as you can see over the 12 month chart, they're reasonably flat as well. Yeah. Is this what you might call a stock you need to be opportunistic with, bottom of the cycle kind of stuff? Oh, or?
2: I am gonna, believe it or not, I'm gonna give a thumbs up oh, on this Oh, there you go. One. There you go. I'm giving a thumbs up on this one. I mean, look, to me, the, the, the trend has changed and it's uh, changed from the lows mid in mid last year um, it's it's moving up nicely, especially. I mean, if you look at the history, if you go on back on a five-year chart on this, you'll see that between two thousand eighteen, see that triple top. Look at that. Mm. That's called a triple top pattern, which is a bearish pattern. And, and Gary knows it. between that traded between forty and fifty dollars for eighteen months, mm. and then it broke that low at that forty dollar. Those two two bottoms, middle bottoms, you see there in two thousand nineteen. Uh, it broke below that and look what happened to it the trend now you can see also it's equally made what looks like a double bottom very wide mm-hmm. spacing however the trend has changed back to positive and the earnings have also I mean this is in the right space as well engineering infrastructure which is where you know I expect there'll be a lot of spending and there is a lot of spending going on at the moment so look I'm I'm not adverse to this one um, I, I would be um, I'd be happy to buy this have it have a stop I think below 22, um, 22 22.50 actually, Uh, but otherwise I think this could go back up and test the highs. I just looked at some broker forecasts on the stock and out of um, looking at five brokers, four have buys, one has a hold, Uh, median price target is $30.74 and the lower target is is $26.22. So it's well below a lot of broker, even the lowest broker forecast. So in that regard, um, look, it looks good. Intrinsic value is $24, um, forecast dividend yield, I think is 3%, um, fully franked, 3.5%. Uh, earnings per share growth wasn't great over the last six months, mm-hmm. but I, it's uh, trading at a very low earnings multiple. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of boxes that ticks for me. Does um, it tick any boxes for you, Gary?
1: Look, it's actually, uh, it's one I do follow quite a bit. It's probably one of my best trades last year. Okay. It's uh, probably got up to around 8% in my portfolios. And um, I think we basically, I've just sort of found with the builders um, that around that sort of 12 to 12 and a half times earnings is sort of just the magic number for them. When they get down to that level, always seems to be sort of, that's the sort of bottom of their trading range. So, um, yeah, so I think I ended up sort of selling some out at 23.70 and some at 26.70. Um, so I end up with like a twenty-eight percent return on that on that position. It was just just the size of it. I mean, I always felt safe in there because I feel yeah. like like David that this is a good sector to be in. We know that there's a lot of money coming in for that infrastructure spend. Mm-hmm. Builders are doing quite well. They're going to continue to do quite well. Just I want to say yes for David here and uh, to put something to him. But I just sort of, I feel like it's mid-priced. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like not down the cheap price, and it's not expensive. It can definitely go higher here so I think sort of up around that sort of you know 25 50 26 is probably the. I wouldn't be selling it until I saw above that mark so I think it probably goes above that mark again here so I'm just not passionate about it here it's sort of more it's more in the middle to me but definitely feel like it's a safe segment they've sold half of these so balance sheets in pretty good condition they're buying back their shares as well so Mm -hmm. uh, I I know why David likes it here Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I I do yeah yeah i can sense you're
0: close yeah but not yeah. close enough
1: yeah look it has pulled back it's come back from 27 back down to 24 so that does interest me as well so yeah. i might be probably safer to maybe sell a put at 24 dollars, get a bit more buffer on the downside then maybe go outright long here but i definitely think it's not a i think it's a pretty mm-hmm. safe segment to be in so okay. mm-hmm. uh, i do like it i'm just not just not a killer trade for me. I get you. I get you. All
0: right. Well, I'm going to stay with you, Gary. Maybe maybe we can get you over the line with a a little company called American Pacific Borates. I've never heard of them before. Easton's written in ABR is the code here. Uh, I believe it's associated with fertilizer.
1: It's funny. I looked at the chart. And before I looked up the company, I thought, oh, this is going to be in the lithium space for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And exactly <laughs> it was so. <laughs> oh, it is, that, lithium, is it? Okay? So lithium and borate. So on, on that basis there, look, the stock's gone from $0. 75 cents here to $1.60 just in the last month alone. So that's a ma- massive move. So all these stocks are on fire at the moment. You just, I'm a bit of a neutral um, view on the commodities. So what, what you're seeing here is that um, the US dollar is sort of selling off so that's positive for commodities um, overall but you are seeing within the commodity basket you're seeing different commodities have a run and then mm-hmm. cool off and then so we've seen gold get hot then cool off we've seen oil get hot cool off we've seen lithium get hot here i think you're going to see cool off again so you just can't be rushing into these things after they've gone up 100 200 so just i just think the basket on a bit more sort of neutral or slightly positive the commodity basket so I think we're seeing commodity prices recover here. So, but I just think you've got to be looking for the commodities that are a little bit out of favor rather than the ones that are the hottest to trot. So okay. on that basis, I think it's probably more likely a sell here rather than a buy. It
0: looks as though, uh, mm. David, last month too, they're proposing to list on the New York exchange as well, maybe attract a bit more capital. Mm. Um, what, what insights can you give us when it comes to American Pacific borates?
2: Oh, look, not much more than what Gary's added already. I mean, yeah, look, this has been on a tear since April last year. Gosh, it's, uh, when it was trading below 25 cents. And here we are at $1.52, you know. Um, and it's been a straight move up uh, from December, from the end of November lows. It's just been a straight move up from what looks about 80 cents to it's doubled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, look, it's in that lithium. So there's been a lot of buying at the low, uh, you know, surge in buying um, at that uh, end of November, early December. Period, but right now the, the buying is tapered right off mm-hmm. there's a little bit of selling so it wouldn't take much for this stock to pull back so I'm with Gary on this one uh, take some money off the table they've never made a profit so far mm-hmm. but you know it's um, it's the sexy space at the moment uh, lithium and graphite and you know uh, any anything that's uh, involved with electric vehicles nickel uh, but lithium in particular yeah. but lithium prices have been pretty subdued from what I could see they've, they've yeah. been on a pretty much of a downtrend for the last few years.
1: It's all talk of that, um, that with, with all the big influx of electric cars coming on board, there's, there's going to be a shortage of lithium, so it's, yeah, the lithium price hasn't really moved that much yet, but yeah. the, there's a sentiment in the market is like, this is the place to be, but you know, the, 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 the actual metrics, the commercial metrics well, aren't sort of saying that quite yet. It's, but a, yeah.
2: it's a bit like a Tesla, isn't it? <laughs> no. yeah. To bring that up, but Don't. you know, seven hundred billion market cap over seven hundred billion last night, um, you know. I heard that uh, Musk
0: ex- Musk made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars every second of every day last year. Well, on, he, and, and the
2: appreciation of his shares. Well, he's only twelve billion away. Only twelve billion away from being the richest man in the world. Oh gosh!
0: We do not have the time <laughs> to start talking about <laughs> Tesla. So do not do not uh, tempt me with that. It's extraordinary. Let's instead talk about something completely different, David. Clean away waste management. C W Y is the code. Matt wants to know. They're okay. EPS growth over the years. PE is about thirty-two liquid, yeah. solid commercial waste? Is that exciting? Ah,
2: look, it doesn't get me up in the morning, you know, this one, it's a, it's a pretty boring, but stable business. Um, the, the return on equity is not shooting the lights out. So it, I don't see, st- I see steady growth, you know, um, and, the, and the earnings multiple is up there. Well, who looks at PEs these days really, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no. uh, it's it's just, so last decade. <laughs> it is, like, forget about that. Uh, you know, but out of 10, 11 brokers, the median price is $2.43, um, which is pretty much, you know, where is it trading? About that. About that right yeah. now. That's the average price of 11 brokers out there. So it's, you know, fairly valued in my view. our uh, so I look, if you've got it, you hold it, uh, depends when you bought it. I wouldn't be buying it up here. Um, yeah, it's just a steady, boring business, but you know, it's waste management, which it, which we need,
0: yeah, yeah, and boring can be beautiful without a doubt. Gary, yeah. is it is it one for you?
1: Yeah, so obviously a safe segment, um, but yeah, I mean the look the the last full year was the revenue was up two percent for the year, EBIT was up two and a half percent. So that sort of gives you an idea as to how that business is trading. And the last up, up um, update in October was saying that um, we expect to be marginally above full year twenty. So we're going to be slightly ahead. So. Not too much is going to change here, so. Why this is the
0: market paying a? Pe- I know we don't talk about these yeah. these days, but why is the market p- paying a multiple of over thirty for a business that's going yeah. low single digits?
1: Exactly, great question. So, okay. yeah, I think it's based to do safety, right? And um, one thing which is is happening at the moment is we're all spending more money on our homes, and um, and trade the trade, you know, obviously tradies are pretty busy home renovations, so. Everyone's thinking that this is going to be a pretty robust area, so it probably will be. Mm. Um company's saying we're traveling all right, slightly ahead. But yeah, so the market's thinking we're going to trade really strongly, but the company's saying we're only going to be slightly better. So um, Bit of a disconnect then. Yeah, so okay. just to me, I think I'm on with David here. I think this is sort of looks pretty fully priced here.
0: Let's move on then. Um, Gary, I'll say with you, Rakesh is written in. Blue Scope Steel has caught his eye. Uh, BSL is the code. What do you think?
1: Oh, look, I think it's uh, getting pretty close to a sell here, if I'm, if I'm honest. I think this, the stock's had a just a roaring run there. So I know commodities, sort of steel, um, iron ore sort of on fire here, but this trend's been on fire as well. So um, look, I think the old high back in 2018 was around $19. So, it could go slightly above that mark it might go back and actually retest that high it might even break that but i've noticed the volume starting to taper off here on this on this run so there was a bit of a congestion sort of between 17 and 18 so it looked yeah looked a bit sort of 4th waveish. We, we might sort of say mm-hmm. um so yeah it just looks like the bit of a last run here for me so i just think there's a bit of risk um bit of topping action here just yeah so i think it goes slightly higher but the technical picture is just telling me to be very cautious here. We're sort of, you know, we could be getting close to the end of the move here. So, okay. Yeah. So
0: potentially take some profits if you've got some, and if you're looking to buy, maybe better opportunities. Yeah, look,
1: it might just sort of, just try your stop here, you know. Mm-hmm. So this might continue to go a little bit higher, mm-hmm. um, but I would just try and stop here because this has had a fantastic run and the, the volumes are just starting to sort of just peter out. So um, it's hard there, because w- when you're at the top of the move, mm-hmm. sometimes the last part of the trend just pop and exhaust and so mm-hmm. you can actually miss out on the juiciest part if you yeah. if you don't hang it in there so the key there is just to sort of keep trailing stop but what, probably under the last sort of swing lows and um, yeah so that's that's all aside yeah. I can't buy it because I think it's pricey yep. um, extended um, but it could go higher. Yeah. Mm. What do you reckon David?
2: Yeah look uh, same view here if you got it good uh, you know it's been fantastic trend this mm. one since the March lows like really yeah. Um, I'm kicking myself I miss getting on the back of this not because of the fundamentals because if you look at the fundamentals the actual earnings per share has gone down mm. um, I you was know, say I yeah. think this is driven by the sentiment in the iron ore price you know okay. steel prices are moving up sharply because yeah. of iron ore and that's what's driving this it's the sentiment in mm. that space um, so for my money definitely not chasing this um, but if you're on it stick with it and like Gary said, "Have a trailing stop." Um, sound like a sound like a, a broken record here, <laughs> recording <laughs> well, what eight, Gary said. Eight
1: dollars in march, and now we're what? Yeah, uh, double that. fifty was more than yeah, like, yeah hundred yeah. twenty five cents. That's, and
2: that's the yeah. median price of eleven brokers who cover this that I can see. It's this is fully priced up here. Yeah. But look, it's it's a sentiment driven rally, no doubt mm-hmm. in my mind about that. Okay, yeah. and can it continue? Of course, but I would be. Rushing to buy it up here. If
0: we had more time, I'd love to understand why a higher input cost leads to potentially more profitability. And there's probably <laughs> something <fucking> really <laughs> obvious that I'm missing there.
1: Yes. But, I, but, but I'm not going to go there. Don't right?
0: try and put logic to this. Okay. All right. Okay. okay it's you, not, you it's not just, in it's a not just me in the mental institution. Uh, uh, someone who knows it far better than us, maybe, maybe there's a very sound reason. Let's talk about our ketone dairy corporation. Uh, Gary, we'll go with you here. Liam wants to know, KTD. Uh, I'm not too familiar with this business what can
1: you tell us no no I'm like clear actually I sort of it was uh, a new one for me so um, so manufacturers and exports sort of dairy health wellness sort of uh, nutrition products so interesting sector exports to um, China it does export actually sort of um, yeah they do sort of uh, well they're more global actually so they've okay. got contracts sort of here and they so they've got a contract they, w- they won a contract with um, Walmart China and also recently did a contract with uh, Coles as well so so um, Look, the interesting thing for me is that 61 mil market cap, so it has um, hasn't made money, so it's been running at a quite a quite a reasonable loss for quite a while here. But the sales growth is starting to tick up quite um, quite high here, and so sort we of recently sort of I think the half yearly was 24 and a half mil, which was up about 233% on mm. the previous half. So it's, so there is some growth there at the moment. They are sort of winning quite a few contracts. Um, they are talking about the the EBIT has basically sort of gone from negative two point eight mil to one to negative one point four. So the so the loss is sort of halved. Okay, so so, so the losses. The right yeah. So look, it's still still losing money, um, but it's losing less money, um, and they're winning a lot of contracts here. Um, just not sure have, what sort of margins they don't. It's not not clear in there what sort of margins they make. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably one of those companies actually just to watch. Yeah, so they've, they've obviously got some really interesting products there because the product growth and sales growth is actually really high. Right. Um, so that's the, that's the positive. Just, just the margins and the profitability is still a um, concern there. So like I know last year they lost about 7.4 mil and they raised 12.5 mil and now they're back down to 9. So the loss is probably going to be half of what it was last year. Um, so probably got another year or two. Um, of capital there before they have to tap the market so Mm -hmm. I'm surprised Mm -hmm. that price isn't a little higher just considering the sales growth but maybe Mm. the market's a little nervous about having to tap the market again for equity so but on that trajectory that suggests that maybe they can avoid that but market might still be a little concerned about them having to raise more money. Okay. David.
2: Yeah, look, there's a, I agree with a lot of the sentiments that there, there has been a turnaround in their sales growth, there's no question, particularly in the New Zealand segment of their business. Um, but again, you know, it's not translating to the bottom line and they've, you know, also, um, you know, their cash burn is reduced by 83%. Uh, so I haven't looked at their, this, you know, the financial health of this this company. and just having a quick look at it now. But it's, um, yeah, look, it's not... It's not particularly healthy in that in, in in the financial sense, but I mean, since two thousand and nineteen, mid two thousand nineteen, it's been going one way. Even mm-hmm. further yeah. back, I mean, this has been listed for about two and a half years. Got up to a high of eighty cents. Could you believe that? It was mm. like straight up and straight down. Mm. So it's been one way traffic. But look, I would be keeping this on the watch list. Um, I would really want to want to start seeing the cash flow positive side of the business building up their cash flow and 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 um earnings po- you know start being earnings positive okay um so this is one you're you, you They're would... getting
1: closer to the um break-even spot there i um, think so yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. the other thing too which is really interesting is that um 22 companies uh, of the shares on issue are held by management okay. uh, insiders so we like that. there's a fair bit of skin in the game yeah. so uh yeah so just yeah looks like there's been a lot of head uh headwinds here and um and obviously expensive to sort of get get going, but mm. the company does appear to be sort of heading the right way. It's just sort of a mm. yeah, it's um, okay. definitely yeah. want to. If it, if it continues, then it could be one to look yeah, at watch maybe, list. Yeah.
0: Okay, we got pretty close there, Liam, but we didn't get it over the line. In fact, let's do a bit of a recap of the back five here. And uh, David, go. It's the one tick I've got on my page here is with Simic Group. Uh, 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 David liking it, he'd say he'd buy it. Gary, not a million miles away, but we just couldn't get into a buy. He was hoping for a bit of a better price there. About the bribing, yeah, that's right. Maybe we need to sweeten the deal. <laughs> uh, American Pacific Borates, uh, lithium, uh, just. Too expensive, and that's been a, a criticism of a lot of the stocks that have come up today. Not necessarily that the guests don't like the business, but they just don't like the price. Uh, that was also the case for CleanAway, uh, the waste management company. You're trading at uh, P of 32 for a business that's growing at lower single digit sort of rates. Pretty boring, pretty stable, but just not a, a great deal of value. Blue Scope Steel, wow, what an incredible run that has had, but it's just a little bit toppy for the gents. Uh, Well done if you've got it, maybe think about taking some profits, but if you're a buyer, there might be better opportunities out there. Although the gents both acknowledging that doesn't mean it couldn't go higher from here, such is is the market. And finally, uh, a little little business called Ketone Dairy Corporation, definitely one to watch as it approaches break even, uh, according to Gary and David, but uh, not at this point in time, so keep it on the watch list. Well, gents, that is our show for today. Gary, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Andrew. And David, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure as well. Thank you. Now, remember that uh, if you would like to send us some stocks that we can uh, jawbone, we would love it if you did. The email address is thecall at osbiz.com.au, or you can tweet us at ausbiz.com.au. TV. a reminder too you can find all of the stocks in the calls portfolio which I should say thanks to our partner and sponsor NabTrade for doing all the heavy lifting on that they're uh, a great supporter of the show and so a big thanks there but if you want to find out exactly what is happening in that portfolio just go to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio that's it for today a lot more happening on osbiz this afternoon we'll be back just after this short break